0: Thank you. You're off kind to me. Right. Oh, are you excited? Good. So It's was a good feeling to hear from you in church, is it? I'm just going to move us bogs out the road. Bless the bogs, Lord. Amen. Right. That's my quick prayer. Oh, right, let's just close our eyes. Right. Lord, I just want to give you room. I want your spirit, Lord, just to speak in our hearts. Speak it in my heart when I'm speaking. And just rest in his place, Lord, with your love. With your love that casts out a fear, Lord. Lord, we just want to talk authority or only distraction or fear in us, place. Because your perfect love casts out a fear. And I just pray that I would rest in this place right for this moment, God. That you would take us into that place that you want us to encounter this morning, God. That this just now would be a nice word for like half an hour and then that's us. But we're encountering Jesus. I want people to encounter you, Jesus. I want to encounter you for i on a stage, Lord. And I love that your presence brings freedom and it brings hope and it brings love. And we thank you, Jesus. You are worthy. So today, um, I'm going w- I'm looking at one of King David's journeys, and it was a physical journey for him. He had to go somewhere and come back, and it was a very spiritual and emotional journey for King David. And that's what I want to look at. And I loved looking at a story, and I love looking at King David's life. Actually, if there was a hero in the Bible for me, it would be King David. He's really expressive. When you read like the Psalms, you almost forget that it's a guy that wrote this poetry, this songs. And he's wearing his heart on his sleeve to the Lord. He's been honest with the Lord and he's been real with the Lord. And that's what I love. Um, about it, in like the Passion Translation of the Psalms it's called Poetry on Fire and I'm like, "Fa, doesn't I like that? Poetry on Fire like fa, doesn't I want to be read Poetry on Fire, it's really exciting and it's amazing in full, fin. it is the Lord that's speaking that into your life so I'm going to be looking at a specific chapter in 2 Samuel 6, it's the hell chapter, in It looks at how King David goes for a place of despairing, maybe confusion, anger, and it's almost like he runs for the presence of God to the end of the chapter, for he's become so free and excited, he becomes undignified in the Lord's presence and worship, Um, and that's that's what I want to look at. But it's a hill chapter that we need to read. So I have asked a friend to come and assist me this morning. I thought you're going to listen to me the Hill morning. So I thought it'd be great if somebody comes and reads 2 Samuel 6 for me. Okay, so let's get her an encouragement. Violet, you can come up. She's gonna read this chapter out. And it's a great story. So bless you. Tucson. Oh, I've told her to read the wrong <laughs> it's okay. Oh, it's Tucson. It's the same story. It's
1: okay. I'll read it. I'll read it. Okay, you Thank you. The ark brought to Jerusalem. David again brought together all the able young men of Israel, 30,000. He and all his men went to Bala, and Judah to bring up from there the ark of God, which is called by the name, the name of the Lord Almighty, who is enthroned between cherubim on the ark. They set the ark of God on a new cart and brought it from the house of Abinabah, which was on the hill. Uzzah and Ahua, sons of Abinab, were guiding the new cart with the ark of God on it. And Eho was walking in front of it. David and the whole house of Israel were celebrating with all their might before the Lord with castanets, harps, lyres, timbles, sistrums, and cymbals. When they came to the threshing floor of Nakon, Uzzah reached out and took hold of the ark of God. Because the oxen stumbled, the Lord's anger burnt against Uzzah because of his irrelevant act. Therefore, God struck him down, and he died there beside the ark of God. Then David was angry because the Lord's wrath had broken out against Uzzah. And to this day, that place is called Perez Uzzah. David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, How can the ark of the Lord ever come to me? He was not willing to take the ark of the Lord to be with him in the city of David. Instead, he took it to the house of Obed Edom the gateite the ark of the lord remained in the house of obed edom the gateite for 3 months and the lord blessed him and his entire household now king david was told the lord has blessed the household of obed edom and everything he has because of the ark of god so david went to bring up the ark of god from the house of obed edom to the city of David with rejoicing. When those who were carrying the ark of the Lord had taken six steps, he sacrificed a bull and a fattened calf. Wearing a linen ephod, David was dancing before the Lord with all his might. While he and the entire house of Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sound of trumpets. As the ark of the Lord was entering the city of David, Michal, daughter of Saul, watched from a window. And when she saw David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she despised him in her heart. They brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent that David had pitched for it. And David sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings before the Lord. After he had finished sacrificing the burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, He blessed the people in the name of the Lord Almighty. Then he gave a loaf of bread, a cake of dates, a cake of raisins to each person in the whole crowd of Israel. Both men and women and all the people went to their homes. When David returned home to bless the household, Michal, daughter of Saul, came out to meet him and said, How the king of Israel has distinguished himself today going around half-naked in full view of the slave girls, of his servants, as any vulgar fellow would. David said to Michal, "'It was before the Lord who chose me rather than your father or anyone from his house when he was appointed me ruler over the Lord's people Israel. I will celebrate before the Lord. I will become even more undignified than this, and I will be humiliated in my own eyes.' But by those slave girls you spoke of, I will be held in honor. And Michal, daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. Amen. And thanks be to God for the reading of his holy word.
0: Thank you, Violet. So, interesting story. So, this was David's journey. So, I was just reading through what this week and writing, doing a few things that I thought I would share with you. So, King David has finally been established over the Hail of Israel. And he's thinking, right, I want to do the right thing. See, when you start like a new project or you start a new job, I mind when I started here a couple of years ago as prayer coordinator. Like, I was like, okay, Lord, I'm excited. But I want to do the right thing. I want to do what you want to do. And you get really eager and you get excited about what you're going to do with the Lord. So, like only good king, he wants to seek after the Lord. And he wants to get the Ark of the Covenant, Covenant sorry. And this as far God's place, uh, presence would rest. And he wanted it to be in with his people. His desire was to have God's presence in with his people. So his heart's in the right place. And so he goes on in this journey and he's like, Right, I'm going to get the ark back to be with the people. And then something goes wrong. So he's got his grand plan. And he's full of zeal. And he's like, right, Lord, I'm doing my life. I'm king new. I'm going to want to start this journey. And something goes wrong. It's like the rug, one of these men's men die. And you're like, whoa, Lord, that was not the plan. Okay, I was going, going to work out the why that I thought in my head. But the plan changed. And like, life's like that sometimes, isn't it? It's like I'm living my best life. I'm trying to do the right thing. And then stuff happens. You're like, whoa, this was not the plan. I not ever felt like that? Day in life with the Lord. And you're like, hello. You're having a conversation with the Lord because you had plans. You had specific plans. This was going to be a really good day. This was going to be a great week. This was going to happen. This was my plan. And then it does not work out. What a chick. I have just made my very best effort to make life rather perfect, Lord. And it's not happening. And I think we've all experienced that in a small way. We've experienced it in a big way in this room. And it's something, it's called life. And it's just life with the Lord. And you can do it with him and you can do it with him. But I'm really good at asking the Lord, hold, up, hold the phone. I never, asked, I never ordered this. <laughs> this is not on the plan. Um, and I guess that's the best thing to do is just be real with the Lord when you're gone through stages that you didn't understand. Just be real with him. Like we can just, we can speak to him as we speak to our friend. Again, he is a holy God and we worship him and we honor him, but he wants us to be real with him like King David was. So it's a bit. a disaster happens. Somebody touches the ark and he dies. And okay. <clears throat> so David, this happens and it does something within David. It almost like he's like, can I have enough? I'm going to close off something in my right. I'm not dealing with your son, Lord. That didn't work out the why that I thought it was going to work out. And he, he becomes afraid or angry, confused, and he becomes so disheartened that he leaves the ark for it is. He does not take it out of the way back, and he's, and he's like, right, Obedirim, we'll leave it in your house. I'm just, I'm not dealing with this. I'm sure you've been in a place where you're like, I'm just not dealing with us anymore. I just, I kind of do the journey on Lord. I've had it. I've done all the programs. And I'm just annoying me. I'm sure you didn't get annoyed by people, but I do, right? Okay, and you're just like, I can't of do this on I'm leaving this and I'm off. So this is what King David does. King David, the man after God's own heart. We've all heard the stories. He's the king of a united Israel. He's the guy that killed the giant. Well, is he not enough? And I thought, we can take so much encouragement for that because it's your daily reminder that you are human, okay? King David did great things with the Lord. You are going to do great things with the Lord. But you are also human. Human, human, human. I used to say human when I was little. Human. You're going to hate your days. You're going to hate your moments. And that's okay. Because God actually planned for our moments. He planned for our sweet moments. He planned for our good moments. And we was like, that's my quiet. Look at her, full of grace. But he also planned for the moments that we were not full of grace. And are we not just thankful for that this morning? I am thankful that he can plan and work through our failures every single day. And it's worth it. That's just something worth celebrating, that God is not looking for perfect people. He's looking for willing people, people for I've got the right heart, um, to follow after him and to seek him. Even in your dramas, even in your moments, he is with us. And I am very thankful that God is willing to hang around in my dramas. Because maybe you, Winston, I hear dramas, but I hear lots of them. Um, so yes, so maybe you are in the middle of oh, your story like David with and you've been met with disappointment and there's just a little bit like I've seen enough I'm going to close off it's like a little door in your heart you just went whoop and it's maybe just because of an experience or a heart um or trauma and it's almost like this door closing is and it closes the door on hope and hope is like a light in your life that keeps you going even in hard times Hope, even if you're just in a normal wick, but you're maybe getting a bit bored, there's always that hope, and it's Christ in your heart that just keeps speaking at you. It spurs you on. It's like the motivator that Paul spoke about this morning. The greatest motivator you will ever hear in your life is the Holy Spirit. You know, read the word with God's spirit. Ask God, speak to man. It's a spirit that will become real in your life and just give you wisdom when you need it, and it will give you hope, a light. And when I was writing this, I really had a sense in my spirit. And it says, your season, oh, morning is over. Winter is over. Spring has come. Hope is coming. And it's like winter isn't quite finished yet and spring is on the way. But for me, there is a sense in my spirit that spring wants to bloom in your life right now. Spring. I love spring. And one of my favorite things in spring is when um, the pink cherry blossom trees come out. And I can inform you as i seen them on Queen's Road before. And you get them a few other places um, in Ubroch. But I love when that pink blossoms start coming out. And it's like a sign of life and a sign of cow things going to want. And I really have sense in my heart that God wants to see that spring cherry blossoms like pop up in your heart again. Like that thing that almost has Remain closed and call for a while to pop up again. I just, I love looking at all that trees when they start popping with the other color. And, and I, I got another picture when I was um, writing a student, and I'll just share them. And it was a picture of a heart, and the door had been closed. And and it, it closed on hope because you'd gone through so much. You're thinking, I'm just closing the door now. You were like King David, I've seen enough. And I just, I seen. Like, it was almost like a little crack of the door opening, but the, the amount of golden light that came out of it and started flooding, it wasn't just like a little light. It was this golden like, light that surrounded the heart, and it was healing if it had gone on. And I really believe that he wants to release that into life. This morning is this hope again for you to dream again, for you to hear the Holy Spirit within you and your situations again. So that all wounds can be healed, and so that you can be sent out again, we have, we have hope. And it's amazing how you can discover it in the darkest of places. It's not when gets fixed; it's when you encounter the love of Jesus. So for three months, this ark is left, had heen enough, and then it says that he hears about news about the household that this ark is in. Obadiah and his whole household was being blessed, and like I can fit the blessing was, but there must have been something going on in his household before David got to hear about it. And it's like a heavenly reminder, isn't it? When you shut all those doors, that God is good. We sang at us morning the goodness of God, and He is good even in the disappointments. And even in our failures or the disasters or the things that happen, there's plenty of disasters for us to go and look, to switch on a TV, look at Facebook, disaster. Oh, it's a disaster. Oh, me, what the world we're living in. And yes, I am aware, but I am so desperate to get into the place where I can stand in a hope and encounter Christ in the midst of all this stuff. There is a hell world of folk encountering darkness in their lives, and they need us to be the ends that stand up and say, but God. But do you want to come what God did in my life? Do you want to come about the day that I was dancing about my living room and I really shouldn't have been? I could have been in bed, but I wasn't. It's supernatural, and it is the love of God. It's transformational. And I hope... So got a desire for it. And so I think that King David heard this reminder about God's presence. And there was something happening in obed house. And he got stirred up. Because it reminded David of something that he already knew. He knew the faithfulness of God. He'd encountered it again and again. We Saul and we Goliath. He'd seen the victory of God. I believe that stirred him up. That he got back up and he went to go back for God's presence again. Are you ready to get up again to go and get to get, pursue God's presence? And it's good for us to be reminded of the goodness of God. We need that stirring up inside that provokes us in action. And this can, be, this can be responding to a time of prayer. This can be sticking on the worship song that you can and just start getting lost in it. There has been times over this past couple of months, the Lord has just been reminding me, say, you didn't have to work Ah, oh, that's suit. You did not have to hear the hands are starting. Just stick a song on and start twirling about your room. And I'm like, okay, just stick a song on and start singing. I can't sing, but just sing. Only anyway. why. And you just, you start encountering the goodness of God, and it just lightens the load. You remember how much he loves you, the power and the plans that he's got for your life, and it's that hope that just pops up again. So stick on your worship song. Start twirling about your room. I want to tell them to. It's okay, right? And it could be looking at all journals. Maybe you're a writer. Maybe you've got pictures that folk have given you. Pick up all journals and get reminders of what the Lord promised you. Just because it hasn't happened now, doesn't it? By now, doesn't mean it's not going to happen? Sometimes we've just got to be patient. But remind yourself of the things that Lord has given you, and just become stubborn. And say, I'm going to stand on this, Lord. I'm declaring in the heavens right now that this is what you said for my life, and that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to hold, up. hold on. All. Get stirred up in your spirit. So I want to read the hill story again because it's been read so nicely, thank you. And but there is one massive difference between the first time that David went to get the ark and the second time, and the second time is sacrifice. And I've read a few commentaries and stuff about this story. And it is often spoke that it's an example of the first time that David does this is him trying to do it on his own strength on his own. And rather than God's. You see, God is a holy God. He is a loving Father and he's our friend, but he's God. Like, he is pretty big. He made the universe he is infinite in his power and he's holy. He's a holy God. And we can never live up to that holiness on our own. And that is a fact. And without a sacrifice, going near God's presence is actually and was dangerous. It was dangerous to approach a holy God without a sacrifice. And it's a healthy fear to hear the Lord to realize that He is actually holy. Because we are sacrifice, and when you encounter Jesus or sacrifice, the presence of God becomes a place of joy. Then you realise it does not depend on you, but it's ah, because of Jesus and His sacrifice, the Father's presence becomes a place of joy. He was trying; David was trying to do things in his own, in his strength. And when I read this, I likened this to almost like a legalism. And sometimes we can get trying to work towards things in our own strength. I've encountered that in my own life. Um, for a while, I think, oh, I can have about grace. I can't have about the cross. Can I'll never find illegalism and try and do things in my own strength. Um, you like, I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to fast once a week. I'm going to do this, rest that. it. Now, these things are good and healthy and good to do with the Lord. But when it becomes like a controlling factor in your relationship with the Lord, like if I didn't do this every day, if I didn't read my word then I'm not good enough if this is what we are basing our worth on, it becomes legalism and you become so wrought up and trying to do the right thing and like I've experienced this myself and hear stories with folk that get so wound up and banged up or trying to do the right thing that they've actually, they're too far to go to the door this is real. This is real story. Today in the brooch. So I'm, I'm too fear to go to the door. Because I might say the wrong thing to somebody. And I, I don't want to do the wrong thing before the Lord. And so when we step into this place, it becomes legalism. And it keeps us bound. I'm actually going to read out something. I'm not checking my messages. I seen something yesterday that I that I want to read out. That I thought, this is exactly... That I was trying to write. Um, Somebody shared us. If your experience with Christianity has left you with more guilt and less joy, then you found religion, not Jesus. Religion shackles and binds where Jesus releases and frees. Religion can bring guilt and shame. Jesus brings forgiveness and joy. Religion is about what you do for God. Jesus is about what God did for you. And I thought, that is exactly it. It was when I encountered Jesus and felt the love of God, not because of one thing that I did, but because of Jesus on the cross that I get up in the morning and God loves me that much. And it's because of the sacrifice that I've encountered. It's a game changer. That's when the Lord's presence started being joy for me instead of a chore. It's horrible when something feels like a chore and it's wonderful when it feels like a joy. I can tell you, I'd rather be in the joy side than the chore side. Right? And I want to do homework for anybody. I want to go on adventures. That's my life. And I want to do list of jobs. I want to do good things and go on adventures with my father. And that's how I feel in the Lord's presence. And I want you guys to experience that. Maybe you are. And we're here. But if you're nay, the Father is ready to take you into that place um yes so i think experience we like trying to work towards god and controlling habits becoming um i hope it's okay to share that by the way because i am only human and
1: have
0: have things going on in life you know as they do but i'm fortunate enough to be surrounded by people and here that can cut things in my life and say be honest we man. and that's what you need get plugged in to a house church and here get plugged in to your church family here they will be your bigger biggest encouragers your champions because that's how the holy spirit moves in our life is through with our people it's never good to isolate ourselves it's good to find a group that we can be honest and open we because they are the folk that will actually get you through some of the hardest times or some of the craziest times that you're gone through it's people the kingdom of God is people. The Holy Spirit through moves people. Yes, you can hear your personal encounters with God, but a lot of the time, your encouragement and your hope could be just a conversation with somebody that you need to speak to. So get plugged in. Um, oh, deviated, here we go. encounter of Jesus. Aye. So, do you can legalism, religion, whatever you want to call it, can't get you. It gets you burned out, it gets you angry, and it gets you full of fear. And these are the things that the Lord does not want you to hear sacrifice. Jesus, encounter Jesus transforms God's presence into a place of joy. And you stop coming under condemnation and you start celebrating instead. Yes. I. Will I share that story? Oh yeah, well. Well, I was going through some of my legalism days and I was trying to like be quite controlling about food and stuff, and I'd become quite miserable about different things. And then some kind soul came up to me and gently ministered into my life and said, You need deliverance. <laughs> and you kid something. That was one of the best things they could have said. Um and they were in a relationship I've got a friendship with them that they can say stuff like that into my life. They say you need delivered out of this, and out of this control, and out of this space, or are you trying to work towards God? And so they got my I ordered a bowl of macaroni. That doesn't sound that exciting, but this was a big deal for me that day. And it was the best macaroni I ever ate in my life because I hadn't eaten something so good for so long. Um and this was the funniest bit. I get in a shop afterwards and I bought an Easter egg, so it was coming up to Easter time, and I get into my living room and eat the hell Easter egg. And I phone my mom and says, I've just bought an Easter egg, and she's like, oh, That's great. And it was like twirling about my room. I was back in the place of joy. It was great. And I want to be in that place of control and condemnation. I want to be in that place of joy, eating my Easter egg. Uncondemned, full of chocolate and sugar. It was good. So, Anna, Ken, if you need liberation in your life this morning, or maybe Jesus has always been like a book of rules for you, but he just wants you to, to take you in that place. Oh, praise, oh, happy. Like King David, when he came back and he was celebrating and he was undignified. I was listening to a song called Undignified. It was Ren Collective. You need to look it up. It's so good. It's just so full of joy. And it's Ren Collective, it's like a party. It's like a party. When you listen to the hell two and a half minutes or however long it is, it's like a full-on party. It's great. God is ready to take you into that place for you're throwing off your robes of I you think you need to be, like King David. And I like that bit. Like, there's another lesson to learn here when King David gets to the end of the story. He, it says that he's taken off his robe and it's actually... Like a king should have heen his robe and That was quite the right thing to do because he was king. But he was so in love with the Lord and full of joy that he threw it off. It was like he was throwing off his status. And that's why Michael he was like, you're the king. Why are you dancing about like a fool? Like, have you ever been in a meeting, right? And there's people dancing about, and you're almost like, whoa. Like I'm Pentecostal, but that's about much. I've—I am not know if I've shared this for the front before, but I've been in a meeting in Sunderland, and there was folks running around the seats with an air horn going off. And I just felt I am in the right place right now. This is such a good place. It was amazing. But could you imagine, like being full of that joy that you just had to run about with an air horn going off, and the worship band was playing at the same time? And going, it was absolutely amazing. Like speak about being liberated in the spirit. Um, And I think that's what David was encountering. He'd encountered the love of God, the grace of God, the sacrifice that meant he could be in God's presence because that's where he wanted to be and it changed him. And Michal wasn't pleased at him because he'd acted like a fool. He'd been undignified and he was the king and he wasn't supposed to do that. Let me tell you, you didn't have to act a certain way before God. Just be yourself. Be undignified if you want to be. If you want to be quiet with him, that's okay as well. If you're only loud. Then that's okay. You didn't mark. You loud. Be yourself, but be just be real with him and experience the freedom. So David comes home and he's ready to bless his household, and he's just full of the joys. He's full of the joys. Far as him full of the joys in that Sunday before, and Mikal, Mikal, she can she goes right for the jugular and she goes like she's right at and goes bam, wants to steal his joy. Listen dinner, let the enemy steal your joy. I read a, a quote from Spurgeon, and he said, "It said pirates look out for loaded vessels.' Pirates in the sea look for expensive boats. They look for loaded vessels. Like pirates want the gold, they want the good stuff. But you can't fit the enemy does. He looks for loaded vessels." There is a room for it, a loaded vessels. You are carrying the joy of heaven, the hope of heaven, a treasure that you're you're getting for the Lord. You're a loaded vessel. The enemy looks to come and steal your loot. Well, I'm fed up. I want to keep my loot because God gave me my joy and he gave me my hope and my freedom. I'm sure you've all encountered us that you've had an amazing time with the Lord through the wick or something. Somebody's got saved or has been an answered prayer or you have came for the meeting and you get into the door and the first thing that beats you is bam an argument with somebody oh. or a situation has arisen and you feel the worry coming in again you know, like, oh. and you feel that your peace is being robbed or your joy can fit didn't I let them, didn't I partner with the enemy when he's trying to rob your joy God has given you that joy and he wants you to keep it. It is yours. Sometimes the row that you might encounter is not yours. An argument. I mean, at the start of the year, Kevin spoke to us about our battles that we would go through. Choose your battles. Are some battles you didn't actually need to enter in. I'm going to repeat that because it was such a good point. We're fighting battles that we shouldn't. Then actually, we just need to release that and say, right, Lord, that's yours. I'm gonna go and defeat you're gonna do. I only do what I see my father doing. What is your father saying? What is your father doing? Then I engage with the enemy when you didn't to. There is things that you do need to deal with deal with, but be wise and fit your actually partnering we. And David, he just declared the truth. He says, I'm not worshiping for you. You can sit in your window and sulk all you want. I'm worshiping the Lord. He can't he was de- in kingdom life for. It wasn't for on anybody else so they could be disappointed if they want but actually I just danced the book like a fool because I really like Jesus and he's transforming my life and it is a supernatural thing. So if I upset you I'm sorry but that's the truth. Come at the enemy with truth because it's the truth that sets you free and takes you on and allows you to continue in that freedom that he's given you. Get the worship on. Declare the truth. God has given you a joy. And he wants you. I'm just about to finish first. We started at the journey. Things did not work out. Disappointments had come in. Despair, fear. And he was like, I'm done. And at the end of it, you've got a king willing to take off his kingly robe and be undignified and joy with the Lord. If I could use some joy this morning. Let's just close our eyes. Just focus on the Lord. Just be real with the Lord right now. Just tell Him in your heart. You can whisper it to Him. Lord, I want to encounter that love again. Maybe you have encountered it and you're like, oh, I want that again. I want that freshness again. Tell Him. Maybe you want that hope, that door in your heart to open again and let the love of the Lord. Ignite that hope again. i really believe that our hearts in here that he wants to heal. Like God is so aware of our circumstances. He is a gentle God. He is better than a surgeon and can how so help gently deal with the things that are in our hearts. He is sensitive to your needs and he is sensitive to your spirit. And if there's been a prodding on your heart, respond to them. Respond to him. I'll ask the worship team to come back up. Respond to him. Respond to the Holy Spirit this morning. If it was really on my heart when I was typing and I was trying to edit my word, and I'm like, well, I say half of my stuff, Lord, and I just wanted to give him room. I wanted to give the Holy Spirit room this morning because it has got very little to do. We've got the mic. Or if it words we're saying... Yes, we're faithful and we, we, we study the word, that's good. But it is, it's the spirit that needs to come and mark sense of the things that have been spoken or needs to prod the area of your life that needs prodded. And it's a good thing because he wants to come and deal with our situations, deal with our load in your life and see broken hearts healed and to see folks set free again. It's an amazing thing when you encounter the freedom of God, and you can actually see the transformation of folks' lives. And it just starts with a small step. It just starts with encountering Jesus. Jesus. Maybe you have never encountered Jesus before, and you just think he's somebody in a book, or you think Christianity is. I've just got to do de- all the rules. I've got to near gossip. I've been no swearing, been no drinking. I watch bad things, TV. Read my Bible. Maybe it's all about our rules, and it's all your doing is trying to do the right thing, and you just feel disheartened all the time or guilty in condemnation. But God wants you waken up in the morning and feel joy again, because of Jesus and what He did it in the cross, makes you righteous and holy before God. And I'll tell you, it's near a small thing. That's an amazing thing as a life freeing thing a revelation to of what Jesus is deemed for you on the cross so I'm going to open up the front for you to respond if you just want to come out enjoy to worship or for the Lord to meet with you and touch your heart You're gonna miss this opportunity to meet with the Lord. Ask somebody next to you to come out to the front if you don't want to go your shrill. Somebody you can and that you trust within a bite. God has got goodness for your life. God is good. We sing about it, we read about it, and it's true. I'm living in the goodness of God in the midst of an unperfect life, imperfect life. I'm encountering the goodness of God. And I want you to encounter Jesus and feed his for your heart this morning. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth, God, that reigns. Thank you, Lord. Let's stand in his presence, folk. Let's continue to press into him, to worship his holy name, his beautiful name. Lord, you are beautiful. You are, your presence is gorgeous. It is attractive, Lord. It is life-giving. It is hope-giving. It is filling. It is fullness, Lord. Jesus, you are good, and we declare your goodness in us place, Father, and we invite your Holy Spirit to come and work in our hearts.